0: Welcome to the Sports Sancho's Radio Show, part of the Go Sports Media Company radio network. We're hoping you're here because you've just about had it with everyone and everything else. And you're looking for a pair of good-looking guys to tell it like it is, like it was, and how it should be. Or maybe you've got nothing else to do right now and you just need to waste some time. Either way, you might as well turn it up. Because it's time for the boys to get in your face, under your skin, over the top, and out of bounds. And now, here are your honchos, Paul Cuthbert and Robert Cuny. Are you ready, Mr. Cuny? I'm uh, ready, Mr. Cuthbert. Let's go! Woohoo! Wednesday, May 26, 2021, baby. North truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert on the Sports House board here in the great state of New York. And say hello to your favorite, how's of mine From the great state of Maryland, Mr. Robert Cuny. How's it going, buddy? Greetings and salutations, everybody. Did you like the way
1: I slurred my way through the I'm ready, Mr. Cuthbert, like I was Elvis singing White Christmas?
0: Yeah, well, you know that ruins the whole timing of the closing of the intro there, man. You got to speed things up, man. I'm trying to get things, you know, either that I got to stretch things I, out a little bit in the audio. I part. was just trying to be... What was, the, what was the character that Will Farrell used to play on Saturday Night Live? Was that the ah, there was baseball so many. guy? The, the, the guy he used to do what's-his-face from Chicago? Harry Carey? Yes! Drunk Harry Carey, man, with the big glasses.
1: Is there any other kind of Harry Carey? Oh,
0: come on. He wasn't always. Partaking. Well, he's not drunk
1: now. He's not doing a lot of
0: drinking these days. Nor is he signing a lot of autographs. Wow. Well, you are... On the money as usual. Well, happy Wednesday, pal. And I think we should let everybody know um, we're going to take Wednesdays off for the summer. For the summer? I can't even speak. For the summer. Wednesdays off for the summer.
1: But but Mr. Cuthbert, Mr. Cuthbert, Mr. Cuthbert, Cuthbert, I, I can hear people now saying, wait a minute, pal. If you take Wednesdays off and you only do the show once a week, is that the end? The termination of all things honcho No. Oh, thank goodness. A collective sigh of relief has gone out around the country.
0: We're walking across the street to Sundays. That's
1: right. Chick-fil-A may not be open, but the sports honchos are. We
0: are staying open. We are going to move for the summer. We're going to have coffee talk on Sunday coffee mornings. Talk. <laughs> sports coffee talk with Robin Paul and the honchos. So we're going to move uh, not this Sunday because it's Memorial Day weekend. And... Rob has to get drunk as he always does, and oh, I have yeah. to cook cheeseburgers sure. because that's what Memorial Day is all about. Drunk on power, of course. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. that's sick. Nah, so we're gonna so move. We'll we're gonna move to Sundays um, starting on. Uh, let's see what the calendar would say. If this Sunday's the thirtieth, June 6th. The sixth. Yep. D Day,
1: June sixth, and if you're. Marking up your calendar now, there will probably not be a show on Father's Day. But, you know, other than that, we're rock Maybe solid we'll do a Monday's shows because we can Monday, do that stuff. Monday, get out of here. We could maybe I'll, do be too, <laughs> I'll be too hungover from all the Father's Day festivities. Oh, yes. You yeah, are
0: okay. a raging alcoholic. I don't know if everybody knew that, but.
1: Nope. You, know,
0: you can't well, see on it on Day, video, yeah. but Rob's propped up. He's uh, leaning on two by fours. <laughs> barely <laughs> i'm barely here right now mm. and that's the other you thing know. we're hoping to, to debut on june 6 is the video presentation of sports de honchos right here oh on honchos God. day oy sports vey. what do you oy mean vey. Vey? you're so handsome <laughs> I mean, you're, rob everybody's got to see you man if you're stevie wonder we need chicks be, we need be chicks to watch and listen to this show and that's chicks. why we need your your face out in chicks the open air
1: and broads like it's nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, we need some chicks to check out the too show. Because wild and crazy, crazy guys.
0: guys.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of chest hair.
0: Yes, lot. Oh my lord, a lot of medallions. I'll be wearing my Paul Stanley kiss outfit with oh, the makeup it'll on be awful. and the Sorry. chest hair is coming out of his. It'll shirt be just hair. awful. Yeah, uh, the the password
1: is mesh t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be of course two passwords if you count t-shirts as one word with the, the hyphen. so look out everybody look out wear tinted glasses yes if you're looking for a reason to gouge your eyes
0: out june 6th that's the <laughs> yes and the reason we're doing this rob is because what because uh, i don't know do you get I don't the memo? Know either I have no <laughs> we idea were just why we're told, doing
1: this. We're just told, fellas, you're, we're taking you off the, the weekday calendar and moving you to weekends, just for the summer when the
0: living is easy. It's because me and a little slow. I have to go out I and guess. work out and exercise, and you need another night of drinking. That's right, or something. <laughs> like That
1: this way we can do our, you know, week in review every
0: Sunday. We can talk about what happened on Saturday. Holy right? Saturday, and then I can talk about Holy Sunday.
1: That's fantastic. And then I can feel persecuted because that's <laughs> your side of the street, not mine. <laughs> I will have nothing to add to that conversation, that's except true. hey, hope it was fun. See, because your Holy Saturday is the end of our Sabbath. So right when you're heading into church, wherever you go, we're getting ready to you know rock out with our brisket. I usually drive
0: by church. Oh, okay. That's what I usually do. Drive by. I drive by lots of churches. You don't pause and tip your cap. <laughs> but that's not what they do, Rob. There's I don't no, know what they do. <laughs> there's no tipping of the cap.
1: No tipping of any kind.
0: But on Holy Hancho that- Sundays, we'll 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 talk about all that stuff. That would be HHS for those of you keeping score at home.
1: Uh, so no no truth to the rumor that our sports Sunday extravaganza will be you know sponsored by Chick fil A. No, not yet. Not it. yet. Anyway, no, not yet.
0: No, there's um there's the, the the contract paperwork that I've started reading through for anything to do with Chick Fil A is piled <laughs> out of here. That's piles where we'll be doing anyway. all of our live remotes
1: on Sundays, right outside the Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> Got plenty of parking. Come on down, kids. Have you have you ever eaten at a Chick Fil A? Of course. That's like asking if I've ever had oxygen. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I wasn't aware. Yeah. I've never been.
0: Never been. Never been. Impossible.
2: No.
0: No. Because by the t- I can't get past Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell, the diner, all the restaurants, uh 7 Eleven, the beverage place. I mean by the time I'm I'm there's no reason I can't get there. Because I'm the dairy I might as well barn. stop in at all those places first. They still have the dairy barn on Long Island? We sure <laughs> do, buddy. When we're running low on milk. Pull out of the driveway? It's like just doing a big U turn and the guy just hes waiting for me, and he just hands me the milk, and I have him the $5 bill, and it's see you later. See you see later, ya. Larry. And milk kids on the floor. and my children can have breakfast cereal in the morning, and all is right in the world. My little but guy it, it, loves his milk, man. He's got to have it before he goes to bed. He's got to have it before he gets, you know, when he gets up in the morning. Father of the year. Yes. Father every day, buddy.
1: Do you, now, here's the important question for the little one, for little Cuthbert. Uh, do you warm the milk before bedtime
0: he's no no he's not uh, he's not a diva like that okay he's he also not from 70 to, from time from time to time he will ask for it but uh no nah, he's uh he's a tough guy you know he's uh he's he's become a huge hockey fan here these last couple of months i'm so proud of him Yes, but I saw the. Uh, what you buy him, a Ken Danico jersey? Did I see that? No, that was a PK Suban.
1: Oh, PK yes. Suban. Okay, no, not an old school jersey devil, but a new man, school he jersey picked, devil. He,
0: that's what he wanted, man. That's, just, that's the first jersey with a name on it that he wanted. He wanted PK. So, well, obviously right. here we have the Islanders and Rangers and Devils in the Tri-State area here, and and to me that's a small kid. He knows talent and class when he sees it, and that's so it doesn't delightful. it doesn't
1: bother you in a ranger household with at least two ranger podcasts emanating from the basement that your son chooses the
0: devils. I want him to be happy, man. Now, when he gets but older, the, the, when he, he gets older, when he gets older, the beatings will commence. Okay. Well, that's better. Okay? How old is he now? Right now he's eight. He's too cute. I can't do that. To him. No, not yet. All I right. need him to be happy all the time, but I love How it. Much. He's out there playing. He's, he does the, he he beat me in the Stanley Cup the other day. I was the Seattle Kraken in the driveway. And uh first to twelve wins and he uh he pummeled me twelve to ten. It was was he's got a good
1: shot, that's, man. That's that's not really a pummeling. I mean twelve ten. If he beat it was twelve to one, that's a pummeling. Twelve ten, you were in it. you were in it till the end.
0: <laughs> I really wasn't. I was I tell you what, I was in a lot of pain afterwards <laughs> as a cranky old man at fifty one. You I got guess. a few years on him. Yeah, yeah. But uh I love it, it's great, so it's all good stuff. So, buddy, how, everything else is going okay for you, uh, personally? Everything's good? Can't complain? Can't complain? School's
1: winding down. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, I tell you what, just, why don't Why don't we get this? Uh, school's winding down. How much time do you have left?
1: Uh, three weeks. Three we weeks? We just had our end of the year. Here's where we're doing staff meeting this morning via Zoom, of course, which is, to me, that's the best part of the Zoom remote learning experience is staff meetings, by Zoom where I can just turn my camera off and walk away for a half an hour and miss <laughs> nothing because they send the slides out after the staff meeting anyway. I mean, I stay with an earshot. No one ever asked me any questions. My, our department meeting today was seven minutes, which is great. I finally work for somebody who says we have to have meetings, but we don't have to have them for an hour. My last department chair at the, my previous school, we had – Staff
0: yeah, part
1: meetings every
0: week. Now, how does that information go over at the uh, budget meetings? Uh, and meetings they have to be. Villages, in, knowing that you guys yeah. are only putting seven minutes in or not. In
1: a meeting? In a meeting. That, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't affect the budget one way or the other. Oh, okay. The, the Board of Education, well, not even the Board of Education, MCPS, Montgomery County Public Schools, deem from on high that we have meetings and that we – you know, set aside an hour, but they don't say, you know, we're watching you. And if you don't go an hour, we're going to dock your pay. They just want to make sure you meet. Well, maybe but some people take that as, we have to meet for the whole hour. So let's stretch out the information and maybe have a go around the room and say what you're thankful for or what you'd like to celebrate. Oh, God, talk about a nightmare. But not this school. It's here's the information. It went seven minutes with an apology. Sorry I kept you so long. See you later. Yeah. Anybody have any questions? And by the time the word questions gets out of his mouth, no one's left in the room.
0: <laughs> well, good stuff. Well, I'm glad that's going well for you, pal.
1: So, yeah. So that's winding down. Three I got weeks. My, my summer job will start soon.
0: And what is you that know? again? You are a, an attendant, a flight attendant? What, what do you do again? Uh, no, a male escort. Oh, okay. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a contained area, right? It's one building? At Ingleside, yes.
1: <laughs> two floors. I just, I just, I just two walk them down in the hallway. Ingleside. I walk them down the hallway, walk them back. They get a thrill. Maybe there's a little bit of a reach around, oh. and then I go home. I won't say who's doing the reaching.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. So. All right.
1: Gainfully employed, am I? All
0: right.
1: No summers off for this guy. No. No. Or for you either. I know you got a boatload of uh, gigs this
0: summer, right? It's none of your business, Mister CUNY. Sorry, and when yes. I say gigs, I mean you know his own <laughs> escort service. You yes. don't well, tell. Well, I tell you what. Let, wh- why don't we get into the c- 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 cold open, all right, and get this sports machegas getting going here? Because uh, I got some stuff to throw in on, on some of the stuff that you want to talk about here oh, in we'll the beginning, okay. the beginnings of our show here on all right. the Sports Hunchos. So what do you got for us, pal?
1: So we were just talking about. All the cavalcade of eating options up there on the Isle of Long, which is why you haven't been to Chick Fil A, which goes right into our top story. Our top story tonight:
0: breaking <laughs> news.
1: <laughs> Ready for this headline? Airlines could start weighing passengers oh, before that's boarding. Go
0: over great.
1: This is this is. You know how much <laughs> we love the airline industry here oh, on the hunches. Uh, I'll just read you the first sentence. In a measure that will likely irk flyers, airlines could soon require plus-size passengers to step on the scale or provide their weight before boarding the aircraft. That's going to go over super well. Of course, everyone's going to be telling the honest truth when they say, how much do you weigh? Uh, The initiative, which was outlined in a recent FAA, that's Federal Aviation Administration Advisory, strives to provide new data on average passenger weights as the current numbers reportedly don't reflect today's (laughs) sky-high obesity rates in the United States. In turn, this would help ensure aircraft, especially the small ones, don't exceed their allowable weight limit. The new mandates, which were reviewed by airline industry publication Air Insight Group, would require airlines to take surveys to establish, quote, standard average passenger weights for crew members, baggage, and passengers this is my favorite part via random selection. Random. So if you're picking people at random, do you have to sort of pick out people of all sizes? I know it's quote random, but how do they avoid the old profiling problems? And it doesn't say anywhere in this article, nor did my hours of research turn up. What happens if you're quote too heavy? Uh, I mean, are they keeping track of how many people they've weighed and what the total tonnage is? And what happens if this person's, you know, a biscuit over the limit? I mean, what, are they, what, what do they do with these people? And what, I mean, you don't have to step on a scale. If you choose not to step on a oh, scale, no? you can just oh, to say, well, you can, you can step on the scale, which will be hidden from public view, allegedly. Or well, there
0: is going to be a scale. Yeah, so it
1: says, uh, they stipulate that the scale readouts should remain hidden from public view, while an operator should ensure that any passenger weight data collected remains confidential. Um, So, if once they've chosen a traveler, an operator may, quote, determine the actual weight of passengers by having them step on a scale before boarding the aircraft. Uh, If that's not an option, they're urged to ask each passenger their weight while making sure to add 10 pounds to account for clothing.
0: Is this FAA or is this one
1: particular airline? This is FAA. No. And I think... I think United how Airlines are they going to do this. Has started doing this. I have no idea. No, I said I how are know. they going to do this? Could what you imagine? You right, well, here we go.
0: Oh, Everybody. Well, picture be this. be random. Picture this. Okay, I'm ready. I'm me ready. and you, me and you are at the ticket counter oh, for JetBlue. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to JetBlue, everyone. I'm Rob, <laughs> and this is my friend Paul. How this, this can we is, help you? We just got the memo that morning, and we're the first we We're the 1st guys running the first flights out there at 6 o'clock in the morning. We just got the email. You must now weigh certain passengers at random. Right. So at what point did we put the goalie equipment on? <laughs> well, say, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Well, we she, hate to
1: inconvenience well, you, but shield. would you
0: mind stepping on a scale
1: or telling us how much you weigh? And please be honest. <laughs> I, I, I just – I don't – how would you do that?
0: How, you I mean, can't do that. And you can't, can't ask
1: employees to do that. You, I mean, if, if I'm working at the – right. Because I'm going to be elbowing you. You
0: ask, I'm not asking you. You ask a If you're, you're the
1: first group at the that little desk there at every gate, and you, as you said, just get the memo – I'm sure there's a a bunch of videos on how to tactfully ask people their weight. No, late, there's no way to tactfully ask somebody.
0: There is. No. The only time is at the doctor when you go for
1: physical. Can you imagine? By the way, you've first you get asked to do the dreaded, you know, pat down, the random, you know, full body pat down, and then after that, as if that weren't invasive enough, uh, sir, <laughs> would you mind now stepping on the scale? Right,
0: so, so write this. See the, now look, write this down and send this to the FAA. At the security gates, when they have to walk through the metal detector, they have add. A scale. They add an. Addi- yeah, they put the scale in there, and there's an additional beep. Not right. only like a beep for any kind of metal objects, but then a second beep going.
2: Burr, burr. Right, well, so you to like get, get out of like here right.
0: and like stop it right scale. there at security because at least they're armed and right. they can you defend themselves.
1: Through. When the people
0: through. get offended,
1: <laughs> there's a beep. Sir, are you carrying any metal in your pocket? No. Sir, how about a candy bar? Dude, they need to build chutes. <laughs> Sir, is that is that Crisco in your pocket? I'm afraid you're going to have to come with us. I mean, what happens to you? They don't say what happens if uh, you're too heavy. By to the way, tra- there is a trapdoors there at, is a standard.
0: Trap doors at the security oh. checkpoints. If they're over the way, they boop and they get dropped down and they get, their luggage goes with them Whew! right into a van that's waiting for them outside.
1: I, I just, I, I, I heard about this, and I said, this has got to be a joke. And Buddy, do you and, oh. do you
0: see what's going on, on in the air, all right? Speaking of airlines and all this stuff, we have to talk about this real quick, okay? Okay. I'm going to bring up this news app, and it's going to be right here, okay? And let me read you one or two of these headlines. Hopefully, I can find it here real quick. And just these headlines are just unbelievable. If I can't find it, I will just, all right. Southwest passenger says flight attendant, who lost teeth, provoked the altercation. A flight attendant got her teeth knocked out from a passenger the other day. Um, There was another one the other day, and there's a video that's circling around. Full-on brawl in the air. Passengers wailing on each other in the air. I
1: mean, what look, we could do of... a whole podcast weekly on things that are happening in the unfriendly skies, as they've been called.
0: And it's on just, the ground, it's... the mass shootings are getting out of control.
1: I know. See, now we've, we've, we've made a hard left turn from wacky airline stories to mass shootings. Uh, yes, they have gotten, gotten out of people,
0: hand. No, because we're going to get into vaccination stuff here, too. And it's just people are just losing their shit.
1: We got so serious all of a sudden. Yes. Well, no, they have
0: lost their shit. They're not losing it; it's lost. So, like with the stuff that's going on in the airlines with the mass and everything on, people are brawling, beating up flight attendants and shit. Now they want to. Now they want to weigh people. Weren't they making? I mean, look, um, people of larger density have been flying on planes for decades. Well, all of a sudden? It looks to me like the planes are a little bigger, more modern. Why all of a sudden? And why
1: now? People are already on edge, as you said.
0: Exactly.
1: Why not wait? Good you know, point, give it a Mr. Year. CUNY.
0: Why now?
1: Planes aren't falling out of the sky because they're too heavy. Not that I know of. I mean, I'm, I, but it can't be such a problem in the airline industry all of a sudden that they have to resort to this. There's got to be something else that's not being reported, which scares me to death, by the way, that there's something they're not reporting about this. This just seems too out there.
0: But, you know, what do I know? I mean, even look, here's another headline. Cubs and Padres, minor leaguers, throw wild haymakers in insane brawl caught on video. What is going on, folks? I don't know. Nine people killed today, I think, in San Diego at a train thing, a train uh, place where a guy worked or whatever. Lights his house on fire, gets and comes back and shoots nine people, eight nine
1: people. Well, I tell you this, people, this is not the place where we're going to figure out what's wrong with people. It's it's not. I thought we
0: were the figure figure it out, honchos.
1: No, okay. And there are people much smarter than us for that. But it is look, the fabric of society is not coming apart at the seams. It's apart. It's ready. We're talking about going to war
0: with China over Taiwan and Australia. I mean, well, come on, what's happening, man? Russia's got special subs that are going down and blow up the communication lines. What's happening, man?
1: How how do we go back to the comedy now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Disneyland wants to shut down a Sleeping Beauty (laughs) Rock.
1: The only thing that isn't falling apart, the only rock against which you can. Hold yourself? The only rock that you can use to protect yourself is this show. We're lighthearted. We're amusing. We'll solve all your problems in 20 minutes. Hey, we're like the Pep Boys. We sure are like the Pep Boys. <laughs> we'll we'll lube your car and solve all the world's problems in under 30 minutes or your next lube job is on us all
0: right so before we get into the
1: paul's got the paper out we're in trouble yeah so before
0: before we get the sports stuff here speaking of the passenger stuff and then the airlines and all that kind of crazy stuff that's going on um i wanted to let everybody know about paul's i got vaccinated let's find out where i can go in now without wearing a mask tour would you like to know sure because this is let me me put my feet up yes (laughs) what's that the list isn't that long but uh, okay. this was wild the last two days, you know, vaccinated and things opening up. Uh, you're
1: you fully double vax, two week waiting period. Oh, I got the, the Johnson
0: thing. and Johnson, so I really don't know how much time I have left. But you know,
1: <laughs> but to put it another way, he means how
0: much time he has left till he's fully baked, not how much time he has left on this planet. Yeah, I don't the, the, until the metal, the tracking device inside my body is fully right. through my fingertips, uh, my fingertips, and then the government can track. You know, additionally, from my phone that I already have. So you've got a phone. Me. Who cares what they're injecting exactly in your body? Exactly. A note to all the nutcrackers out there. Anyway. Um, the reading of, of the places I was <laughs> able to go in and yes. not have to wear my mask the last two days. Paulie's, I got vaccinated. Guess where I can go inside without my mask tour? Here we go. And if you want to get the bell ready over there, please do. Here we you go. You read my <clears> mind. Here we all go. Right, here we go. Guitar Center. Staples. Stop and Shop, which is a local grocery store here. Supermarket. I didn't hear the bell. Give me another good bell there. Thank you very much. The Lumber Store. The local deli. Lowe's. And Home Depot. And free shipping.
1: Oh, sorry. I just got (laughs) When I hear the word and I always say and free shipping, it's just a force
0: of habit.
1: Are we seven, done with the bell? Because the yeah, microphone's yeah, yeah.
0: really low yeah, now. Can, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the bell no So problem. seven seven places, seven places that I I love to go to and shop mm-hmm. and hang and eat and all that other stuff. Um it's all good stuff, man. Uh it's kind it was kind of weird. It was invigorating at the same time. You know, I was doing the right thing. I brought uh, bring my mask in. And now when you when you I don't know if you're doing this yet, Rob, if you, if you go out, I know you don't leave the house, I know you just drink all day. uh, When I go out, (laughs) I I look at the signs on the door, and then usually you see a mask, you know, have to wear a mask. But now, uh, due to CDC, blah, 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 you see the sign says, and if you're vaccinated, masks are optional. My brother, here
1: here in the People's Republic of Montgomery County, where I live, it's still one big giant sign that says, wear a mask or hit the bricks. Wow. Allegedly, our state is going to drop its mask mandates, and the county is going to follow soon. But for now, it's still wear a mask or get the fuck out. And that's literally what the sign says. Because right. it is the PRMC.
0: Not so much. So I look, I look. I look forward
1: to my own reading of the venues.
0: You know, you should you you should so. come up here and like we should do like a Laverne and Shirley like uh, the beginning of the show where they walk through all the different places and stuff. <laughs> in, in you. Can I be Laverne with the big R <laughs> on my on my sweater? Please. Wait a second. We could do that. And me and you, yes, me and you could uh, you know, just kind of Schlemiel
1: skip. Schlemazel.
0: Yes. And just kinda, you know, skip into all these places. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Rob, take your mask off. Walk in here to Staples, buddy. Look at us. Woo-hoo. Come on, let's go to the supermarket, buddy.
1: Doing it our way. Doing it our way, baby. Thanks right. to the CDC. By the way, I'm the Schleil, and Vaccinations. And Paul is the schlamozzo. <laughs> we could go as Lenny and Squiggy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the great David Lean and Michael McKean. I yes. think, I believe Squiggy. Is no longer signing autographs yeah no. david lee but michael mckean we loved him on uh better call saul as There's the evil ma- chuck mcgill
0: too many things that he's in that we all like spinal tap yeah. and well of course mighty wind and things like that all
1: those all those christopher guest movies best in, was he in best in show best and in waiting show. for guffman? of course he was
0: best in show
1: and waiting for guffman
0: all great stuff. Oh, so that- and of course,
1: as long as we go a to Michael McKean tribute, not dead. Clue, fantastic in the movie Clue. Oh, I Please tell me you've seen see that movie. That.
0: No, I didn't see that. Oh, mm. buddy, did you? Oh, my God. All right. One more thing here on the, on the Vaskin stuff, and then uh, okay. we'll do one more entertainment thing, and then I promise everybody we'll start the sports show. The great thing okay. about the podcast, you can fast forward this stuff and get right to the sports yeah. stuff. So you know I'm in the music industry, right? I've heard, yes. All right, so things just opened up here too, where venues now get to choose, right? Like they're already doing it in the sports, right? And as far as the stadiums, like they have vaccinated sections and they have unvaccinated sections, right? Yeah, hey, that, that's one of our
1: stories tonight. But yes,
0: okay. So we just we're playing a big place here this weekend, okay? And then the venue told us, "Hey, look, we're doing this thing where we can have vaccinated people that can come in and they can dance and they don't have to wear a mask." and then we're going to have another section of the of the place is going to be for mass people or people who have chose not to get the vaccination well buddy the comments and the posts you know from the fans you know the fans who have quote unquote who have not gotten vaccinated right so the the now when you come to the show you know you show you have to show proof of vaccination if you want to get into the quote unquote vaccination area so it's just commentary of like segregation, you know. So now the, the 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 anti-vaxxers now they feel like they're being segregated against. You know what I'm saying? And it's amazing how this whole thing, like, you know, for me being in the industry, like we haven't worked in a year, and now we're getting back into work, and we were just happy to get back into shows and stuff. And now they're trying, they're opening up uh, capacity here and getting more people. And this is primarily in the indoor venues. And then we, we release this information and the commentary. You know, people saying, oh, do do we have to, uh, are we going to, can we use the same bathrooms? Um, are we also going to have our uh, rectal exams? You know, I mean, it was just, unbelievable. now I wouldn't say it was hundreds and hundreds of comments, but I know the venue was getting, because yeah. they were announcing a bunch of shows this way. So the venue is just getting slammed from all different types of fan bases, right? And on our, our band website, we were getting, we got a handful of comments. And they were just... You know, and I was like, you know, I had to kind of post something going, hey, look, we just come and perform and play the music. The band has no responsibility as far as what the state, the CDC, or the venues decide to do. I said, we're, it's our, we, we're here just providing you with the information that you need. If you choose, nobody's forcing you, but if you choose to come see us, this is how they're running the show. And that is a very interesting world to step into this week.
1: I can't believe... That they're playing that these miscellaneous and random anonymous commenters are playing the segregation card. Well, as they're not this anonymous.
0: Were... I mean, you know their names. You can well, see their faces. It's, <laughs> it's, look, what you're talking
1: about is not you know the Jim Crow Birmingham, Alabama of the 1960s and 50s. This is not keeping people separate and apart because of their skin color, or sexual orientation, or religion, well, gender, that's whatever not what it they're is saying. This no, is no. right, but those people are idiots. This is a public health concern keeping vaccinated people separate from unvaccinated people while we're still, I mean, I know people like to think that the pandemic ended a couple months ago, but we're still getting out of it. And there's still places in this world where the pandemic rages on, unfortunately. Now I'm not saying we need to go back to how we were last March, but if this, these venues you're talking about want to separate people by vaccine, it's not forever. And it's not again on the basis of something, you know, evil. Or insidious. (laughs) It's just on the basis of have you gotten vaccinated? And if it encourages people to get vaccinated, great. And you're right. This is a choice. You don't have to. This is like public school. You don't have to go to these venues. I mean, I'd like everyone to go out and see your band perform. Nobody is forcing them to do to do that. And if you want to, you have to play by the rules of whatever the venue is. So get out of here with that nonsense. Just go get vaccinated. I, I promise you those people that are calling this segregation are not vaccinated and are digging in their heels talking about, you know, we, we joked about, well, of you know, course. The government, those, those, government those,
0: tracking. Those, those commentators, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are upset. America's not free anymore. Um, America was not free. Didn't know I years. lived in Nazi Germany. I mean, I will screenshot you and send you some of these things, and it's un. Fucking believable. (laughs) I wish everybody could see Rob looking to the
1: sky right now. (laughs) If anybody, anybody, did somebody really make that comment that it's like Nazi Germany? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, there's just so many levels of offensive material in that one pig headed comment. Hey, I said pig headed. It's not very kosher. Um, I, I just, People got to get over themselves. You don't well, want to get vaccinated. what's the world's going mad. Guy gesund. Go on with your life. But don't make it difficult for me to live my life if you're not going to get vaccinated. Sorry. Get the fucking shot. And if you don't want it, okay. I understand. To each his own. Some people have a religious objection. Some people have a medical issue. Why they can't get the shot. Fine. You're exempt. But if you're just like, well, I don't, you know, I, the commies win if I get the vaccine. <laughs> get out of here.
0: Okay, go it's, go. It's playing traffic, crazy man. It's I, I've just, I mean, my just my jaw just dropping, going really, really, really. But this is what's happening, baby. This is what's happening. People fighting on planes, you know, filling up garbage bags full of gas. What was the other comment? Oh, I was looking forward to this show, but I'm not going now. Something like that. That was.
1: Boo hoo!
0: Yeah, well, we'll find someone else I'm not to take coming to your venue anymore. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, ooh, that stings, man. I can't. One person not coming to the show. Oh no!
0: And you know what? They're doing this at ballparks. They're yeah. doing. I mean, the, the uh, and they're going to be doing this at. You know, we're just uh, we're tribute bands, we're cover bands and stuff like that. The major artists are doing this. They're going to be doing this too. And like you said too, eventually this is all going to end. It's going to wrap one uh, one of these days. It's temporary. And, yeah, it's, it's not just. It's forever. unbelievable. Just uh, anyway. Good night, folks. We'll see you on Sunday.
1: Yeah. All right. So, hey, have a great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. And so long. Oh, sorry. There's still some show left. Are we still talking about sports? Yes. I'm now all riled up.
0: All right. Let's go to the golf course first, okay, before we hit the okay. ranks. And, 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 and real quick, Rob, I, I, I just want to. Oh, go ahead. Uh, real quick. Mike. The Isles are putting a hurt on the Penguins, 5-3, uh, with uh, 10 minutes left in the intermission. That's in between. Good. Second I, I, I'm, and we're going to talk about your capitals makes a little bit too. Nothing
1: makes me happier than seeing uh, another team the Penguins lose. Okay, yes. okay. So I'm not going to spend an hour and a half like I did on the Masters. Okay. Oh, that was but, so much fun. Uh, it was riveting for not even for you know golf fans or even more my own mother. All right. So Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship at 50 years old. He's going to be 51 in a couple of weeks. It's an amazing achievement as he wins his sixth major.
0: Why is it amazing?
1: Okay, well, let me get to that. So he's 12th all-time in majors one. He's uh, 45 wins. He's eighth all-time in wins. There's something about that magical sixth major and seventh major where he was in elite company with five, but he's starting to move up the ladder of, of majors one, which doesn't make it amazing in and of itself. It's amazing because it's a difficult course. The Ocean Course in Kiawah, West, South Carolina is, by all accounts, one of the hardest courses out there. And Mickelson was a guy, yes, he was tearing up the Seniors Tour. They call it the Champions Tour now. But he hadn't won on the PGA Tour since 2013. He was falling out of the world rankings. Um, he was an afterthought on the PGA Tour. Even though he's still very popular and very recognizable, people love him, the fans love him. He was sort of falling out of relevance. And at 50 years old, some say now he's starting to play maybe his best golf next week or in two weeks, two weeks, three weeks, whatever Father's Day weekend is. Um, The U.S. Open is at Torrey Pines in La Jolla, California. Mickelson grew up in San Diego. This is his, quote, home course. Um, The U.S. Open is the one major that's eluded him, and it's also the toughest. So the odds of him winning are probably pretty slim, but you know, he's got to be one of the front runners um, to do that. And what makes it amazing to me is this, that it's almost completes one of the great heel turns in golf and in professional sports, because for a long time you had, and they're a little bit the difference in ages, four or five years, I think between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, but they were clearly one and two from 2000 on. And you know, Tiger Woods, the people's champion, people loved him, people sort of tolerated Phil Mickelson. He's quirky, annoying, kind of a diva back in his early days. Um, and now, you know, with Tiger Woods off the scene for who knows how long, maybe forever, depending on how he recovers from that car accident, Mickelson now, people flock to him, people love him, people root for him. There's that little feeling of you know nostalgia. You want to hold on to something because Phil Mickelson's been around for so long. And for a long time, he hadn't won a single major. And when he finally broke through in his 30s, uh, people said, well, maybe that's it. He'll win one, like Greg Norman, maybe two. But now he's gone on at 50 years old to win his sixth, putting him in a lead company. Again, he's gone from someone that, that people just, you know, Tiger Woods is the white hat and Phil Mickelson's the black hat. Good guy, Tiger Woods, bad guy, Phil Mickelson, and now people that's completely turned around. Some people are still turned off by his off-course shenanigans. He can still be prickly, still be kind of a diva, but the world has embraced him, especially with Tiger off the scene.
0: Um, I haven't embraced him. I couldn't give a shit.
1: Well, (laughs) I didn't say everybody on the planet, but let me ask you this, because we're both... You said
0: the world has embraced him! That would include
1: me. Maybe I wasn't being totally literal, but you know what I mean. I'm not embracing you right now. Um, What do you think is a more impressive achievement? Oh, and by the way, let me just remind everyone why I think golf is impressive. Any win is impressive because you're not competing. Nobody can stop you. The only thing that can stop you is yourself or the course. You're playing on different courses. There's nothing uniform about them except they have 18 holes. Oh, those idiots and, who yell, get it in the and, hole. Yeah, those are dopes. And you can't – no golfer can stop – so in Mickelson's case, no one could stop Mickelson except himself, which he has done plenty over his career. So it was nice to see him get a lead and not you know, fall apart as he's done so many times over his career in the final day or two, Saturday or Sunday. Okay, so here let me ask you this. More amazing achievement this year. Not of all time, just this year. Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl at forty-three, or Mickelson winning the Master, the PGA Championship at fifty? Is is that a serious question? It is. I
0: that's just want to see. Se- that's a thing. serious question. Yeah. I you think I, a guy I going I to wish, I team? wish I had some other people here in the studio to give the look to turn around and say, what? "Is this guy fucking kidding me with that question?" Phil Mickelson doesn't get tackled. He doesn't have large, giant. Human beings racing towards him as he's trying to do his job. Ever. Yes, but he doesn't, he doesn't play 50% of the time. He gets, he gets dropped off in his limousine, and he wears his slacks and his golf shirt and he puts on his gloves, and somebody carries his bags. And then he he walks amongst the grass and the trees and the birds and the fans. Like you say, the whole world has embraced him, and nobody bothers him. And when he's doing his job, they all have to be quiet so we can hit the little ball in the hole. Are you kidding me? With that question? (laughs)
1: Let me ask you this. How many players on a football team? too many yeah 40 something so tom brady is one of 11 on offense and he plays at best
0: they can't 50% win if they the don't score the quarterback has to get right. the, the team into scoring position whether it's a field goal and or a touchdown offensive thing and then I'll hopefully the, but, the the defense will come in and they'll maybe make a turnover and score that way too
1: but imagine this you have to play four super bowls on four consecutive days
0: Oh, come on.
1: And what, walk around? It's not. I'm not talking about who, what's the tougher sport. No, not at all. I mean, obviously, football, far tougher and more physically demanding than golf. I'm just saying, in terms of achievement for somebody who's supposed to be over the hill, both in golf and in football.
0: We're going to talk about this shit. We're going to play this song.
1: No, we got to move on. I don't want to be here till midnight talking about this. I'm just saying, I thought it was I think it's pretty I my personal opinion is Phil Mickelson's
0: achievement is That you got to think for Mickelson, man. I had him. no idea. You got to think Because he's old, he's 50. Holy he's the shit, oldest hold on a, a second. Ever. I'm going to be 52 in November. You call Phil Mickelson old for for golf? Yes. He plays for... golf, Rob. And how golf. many people,
1: how many people have won a, ma- a major in their forties? Let's You know, see. if I was loaded and had nothing Three but or time four. if
0: I had nothing but time and money to go practice as a kid or whatever and go run around courses or whatever and play hours and hours, if I had that kind of concentration, I mean, yeah, maybe I'd do it. But come on. And compared to Tom Brady? Those are gladiators in the National Mediocrity League. You know it's your favorite sport. I can't even believe you. A football guy even raising that question.
1: Individual achievement versus team achievement. Oh, come on.
0: Individual performance. How many individual Super Bowls has he won, Tom Brady? How many trophies? Okay, okay. How many MVPs? How many MVPs? It's not a question
1: of who's the better all-time athlete. I'm just saying this year, okay, given all the doubts, let's think this through for a second. Tom Brady goes to Tampa. Tampa immediately becomes one of the Super Bowl favorites because it's Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. It wasn't the expectations for Tampa were high with Brady coming in. Especially with that team. And that was before they added all those pieces. Stop all the histrionics. Phil Mickelson hasn't won on the PGA Tour in almost a decade. Because he sucks. Uh, if I don't know what your definition of sucking is, but I'm not sure he meets those standards. He's 50, which for golf, not for life, okay? Not for life, but for golf. People don't win in their 40s, let alone their 50s. The number of major winners in their 40s, I think it's four or five. Tiger Woods being one of them, Jack Nicklaus being the other. Everyone left Mickelson on the side of the road for dead, and yes, he comes they out, should. comes out and wins on one of the harder courses in the PGA Tour. Out of nowhere, oh, I realize it's hard to say out of nowhere. He's going to be on Sports again, Illustrated next week. No, but he is going to be playing with. Uh, Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau in the July sixth charity
0: match. The match. Well, the good, then, then Phil and Tom can duke it out as far as your question is concerned. Sure, I would like a reporter to ask. Hey, ask Aaron
1: Rodgers. Wouldn't that be funny?
0: I, ask, ha- I would have, have to feel two,
1: that. Ask the two losers. I would Aaron have, have to feel that DeChambeau. Tom
0: Brady and all the other rich white guys on the course, okay, would sit around and go. <laughs> Did he really ask that question? Let's move on. Oh, ho, 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 ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Robin has just, I just gave him given the me pumper. the two finger salute.
1: I just gave him the double pumper. Wow. I've hit enough. It's one thing to disagree, but to mock and to belittle little <laughs> oh, make really? me feel less uh, make me feel very insecure Take a dump all over my self-esteem. I can't do the rest of the show. So good night, everybody. (laughs) I'll never ask a question again, ever. Come on, man.
0: Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, wake me up. Wake me up and we get to the dope of the week. (laughs) We can't have a healthy disagreement here on a subject that you brought up. I don't know that that was a
1: disagreement so much as it was just a total beatdown.
0: It wasn't a Well, like, then you know what? I've told you this. You give uh, it back to me. you got to stand. you got to fight for your right to party, Rob. I did. you got to fight for your right my, to party. Uh, my weapon of choice
1: is logic and facts and intellect.
0: Oh, come on. What has that ever done for anybody? You need a tank, some good weaponry, to bludgeon okay. and win and stomp on people. No, that's not my style. I'm not a stomper.
1: I'm a thousand paper cuts, death by a thousand paper cuts guy. Until I wear you down, I'm like water taking a mountain down slowly over over you know smil- multiple millennia, which is
0: redundant to say multiple millennia. But I'm sorry, I I disagree, Robert, with your assertion. There you go, Phil no. Nicholson. Sorry, right, we're done here. Is next topic? <laughs> I'm ready
1: to move on to the next topic. Did you watch Army of the Dead? Yes, it was fantastic. Awesome. Well, okay. okay. Let me let me not be so hyperbolic. It was good. I won't say it was fantastic. It was good. I thought that since James Gunn and Zack Snyder had worked together on Dawn of the Dead, when Zack Snyder remade that in 2004, my hope was since he had Dave Bautista and they, you know, the whole Guardians of the Galaxy crossover thing that maybe he could have gone to his old pal James Gunn, Zack Snyder, and said, why don't you bring in the Gardens of the Galaxy crew to play the leads in this? That would have been an epic zombie movie. I was already recasting it while I was watching it. But, you know, I thought it was, Um, I like zombie movies. I thought it was good. You know, I certainly didn't leave disappointed. Okay. It moved pretty quickly. And yeah. it had suspicious minds in it. And any movie that has... Suspicious Minds in it is A-OK with me. One of the few songs they didn't redo for that movie. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I liked it, too. I was disappointed the, the Killers weren't involved with it, the band. They're from Vegas. Some Killers music would have been good. Yeah. But they didn't do it. Other than that, yeah. Dave Batista, it was all good stuff, and I like it. And it there a, will be a, a sequel, song. prequels and sequels and all that other stuff. See, look, and I enjoy a, something we can agree yeah. on, Rob. See? And
1: I enjoy seeing, you know, bald men in leading rules. Yeah. He doesn't hide it. He has the whole, you know, the whole horseshoe curve thing happening. Um, as I point to my head, so nobody can see except for you. Uh, it was great to see no, you know, no hiding it, no covering it up. No, Brian Erlocker here.
0: Ah, interesting. It was great. Uh, great show. I, I dug it and, uh, look forward to, uh, uh, the, uh, the next one, the yes. Utah one. Uh, no spoilers there, but it might, the next one might be in Utah. Just want to let everybody know. All yeah. Right. Okay, let's go to the ranks, the hard work, and the diamonds. We're going to boot, scoot, and boogie through a whole bunch of topics here real quick. Hit them hard, hit them fast. And uh, just to remind everybody, the Washington Capitals have been eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I am so happy about it. Woo! I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, especially after what me and Rob just went through in the last segment. I don't know. No, maybe I agree. We Go might not to... be moving uh, to Sundays. This might be the last honcho show. A lot of sensitive uh, subjects coming up here on the honchos. not going too well.
1: Hey, listen. Nobody bashes the Capitals more than I do, so no sensitivity here. I actually here. thought they were going to win the whole damn thing this year, to be truth be told. It's on tape. By the way, we have a lot of series. Let's see. Uh, one... Three, four, four they're definitely going to go to six games and a couple more that will as could as well um so my prediction of all but the edmonton winnipeg series going six or seven could was closely close to coming true. um how about you know, them the, jets yeah the, yeah the we're going to talk about the Connor mcdavid led edmonton oilers in a moment um congrats to wayne gretzky by the way, he's going to be the uh, lead analyst on TNT, stepping down from his role. I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't congratulate him yet. I mean, let's see him on TV first. I think it will be pretty good. I think you he's think so? entertaining. Yeah. I do Yeah. know, man. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'd be surprised. He seems pretty telegenic. Seems pretty good. Whatever he does. But we'll see. I think it's a twi- I think ESPN offered him a deal, and he said no, and he went to TNT. So I mean, he's making three million dollars a year for this deal or something like that. What did? To him, they're, to say but, no to Espen, I mean, woo.
1: ESPN, uh, they've got all sorts of issues. I don't know why. They seem to lowball. In their search for talent, they seem to lowball. the boys, Either the people they have on staff or the ones they're trying to uh, court, as it were. Anyway, back to the Capitals. Look, I don't know if it's time to, quote, break up the Capitals. But um, they're getting kind of old. And I don't know how much longer they can sustain this. I mean, I was just looking at their roster here, um, going down the road. I'm not going to read the entire roster. But, you know, you've got Backstrom's 34 going on to 35. Here are all the guys that are 30-plus. Eller, Hagelin, uh, Kuznetsov, sneaky old at 29 years old. Uh, Oshie, Ovi, obviously, Michael Raffel, but he's not going to be with the team next year. Uh you know, Carlson, Chara, Chara played, I a hundred, Dylan, Jensen, Kempney. I mean, Craig Anderson, who also won't be with the team next year. The team's getting old and it's time to make some hard choices, especially when it comes to our two Russian friends, Kuznetsov and Samsonov. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what went wrong in the playoffs. They had a, Really good year on the power play, which kind of fell apart on the Caps during the playoffs. But I'll tell you what it comes down to, my friend. And you can ask you can ask your brother, who's enjoying, you know, three quality years with trots, trots, trots. After the Caps won the Cup in 2018 and Ted Leonsis said, Kevin from the office can do as just as good a job as you, and told trots take a hike. Uh, since then, the Islanders under trots have won more playoff games than the Caps have appeared in playoff games. Under trots, the Islanders are 20 and 15 under trots in the playoffs. Could be 21 and 15 if all goes well tonight. And the Caps are 5 and 12 in that same time period. They went seven games against Carolina in 2019 and then uh, four games and out, five games and out, and five games and out this year. So, you know, again, they've played 17 playoff games since Trotz left, and Trox has won 20. He's lost
0: 15, but hey. And probably with a lot, uh, not probably, but with with a lot of less star power.
1: Yes. Yeah, and remember, he came into. In the same division. He came into New York uh, as they were saying goodbye to Tavares. Now, he had, you know, bars all backing him up, so it wasn't like he, It was the drop-off wasn't as huge as it could have been, but they brought in Lemorello and Trotz in an attempt to keep Tavares, and he still said, no, you guys are done. Uh, and he just, you know, he's gone on to have 20 playoff wins so far, and he's advanced further in the Caps because, you know, he kind of knows what he's doing. And I'm sure he would have loved to have stayed in Washington, as we all, all of us Washingtonians would have loved to have had him. I don't know. You know, are the owner of the Caps? He makes a lot of questionable decisions, both on the ice and off the ice. But anyway, I don't. I don't. Obviously, you're not going to get rid of Ovechkin. You're not going to get rid of Backstrom. They'll he says he leave want Oshie. To go. Yeah, they're going to leave Oshie unprotected, so he'll get he'll be a, with the Kraken next year. Um, but the team's old. You know, they got to get yeah, younger. We knew that. We talked about that. You know. Yeah. So I. I mean, I, I don't. I can't point to anything. I I can't really judge if Laviolette did a good job or not. Uh, He had to deal with the knuckleheadedness of Samsonov and Kuznetsov. Um, You know, I'm sure he wasn't expecting to have to ride with Vitek Vanacek all year when he thought he had Samsonov and Lundqvist. You know? You'll
0: always have what you did to the Rangers for this season. You'll always have that. You destroyed the New York Rangers organization. Sure. In a span of two games.
1: Congrats, by the way, to JD going back to Columbus, saying it felt like he never left. How's that? How's that for a shot, by the way, at uh, the Rangers when he says, "I feel like I've never left." So I really wish mind. I really
0: wish him and Gordon had a went up to Buffalo and took Quinn with him. I would have been some show. But uh, yeah, good for JD. I mean, I'm I I'm still. I mean, I love the guy. I love Gordon. I'm still. I have been. I have been traumatized by this. With the Rangers, sure it's, it's, it still doesn't feel right. Anything going forward to me just just doesn't feel right. Which is crazy coming from a guy from New York, who's done, especially with the Rangers. We've seen tons of shit. Yankees have been through the mill. I mean, look at the Mets and the Jets as far as their history and all that other shit. But I mean, um. I, He's I was gonna,
1: hoping that JD would have gone back to broadcasting.
0: Maybe gone no, to ESPN. No, he's too good for that. I mean, and no disrespect to the announcers. JD's a hockey guy. I mean, that's what he's. He put his time. He put his time in as a player. He put his time in as a broadcaster, and he wanted to get into this. and And he's good. And he he was he did a good job here in New York. We'll never know until the book comes out. And the non-disclosures are released or whatever yep. because they've been told to hush hush about exactly what happened. But he was he he was putting he and Gordon are putting together a good base in New York. It's it's just, they would have made the changes. Everything would have been
1: fine. It was so shocking. I mean, now do the same for I mean, did for Columbus their best years were under Davidson when he was there. So
0: and now JD doesn't have to deal with torts anymore either. So
1: no. No, well, they got to figure out who's going to coach him. But
0: no, there's more than enough good coaches out there for uh, for yeah. JD to bring it to Columbus. It's all a matter of uh, what's going on. They got some good pu- pieces of the puzzle there and stuff. So, Columbus yeah. still being a good team here. Hey, real quick, uh, we want to uh, say goodbye to the Blues. In addition to the Caps, uh, the Penguins here are ten uh, less than eleven minutes away from being eliminated here.
1: Win 21.
0: The Islanders um, scored two goals there in 13 seconds to turn this whole thing up around uh, upside down in the second period. It was tied 2-2. Um, it looks like in one more game we're going to say goodbye to the Canadians as the, the the Leafs have pretty much figured out what's going on there. Um, more power to, to, to the Preds here, but uh, one more game and the Canes are going to say goodbye to the Preds. Um, Las Vegas tonight could send the Panthers home. That'll be the late game here this evening. And currently the Lightning are up 1-0 on the Panthers. And that could wrap mean, them the up. I mean, the Wild,
1: by the way. The Lightning, Vegas can send the Wild home.
0: Did I say? Well, what did, did I say? They said the Panthers. Home? They can only
1: lose to one team at a time. So they're right. they're going to lose sorry. to So Tampa. let me backtrack
0: here. Uh, the, the, I have the two cross screens here I'm looking at. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. Yes, so the Knights can send the Wild home. And uh, the Panthers uh, can be sent home by the Lightning. So it looks like it's going to all wrap up here within the next tonight and tomorrow. It's all over. So you want to talk about um, you know Connor McDavid here and these Edmonton Oilers a little bit? Yeah, just real quick. I mean,
1: he's now been the let's see six seasons. Connor McDavid. Obviously, he's he's one of the faces of the league. Could possibly win the MVP this year, but I'm thinking that he's he and the Oilers are starting to go down that same road that Ovechkin went down before he won the Cup. It was always you know big production MVP seasons in Washington. Team does well. Team, you know, duking it out for the Presidents Trophy, and then in the playoffs, nothing. It's first round exits. I mean, I'm looking at, at since in the six seasons that McDavid's been with the Oilers, his first season, you know, they went to the second round. They went four three four two. So you know, good times there as rookie year makes it to the second round. Um, after a long drought. The, Islanders, I mean, the Oilers had a long drought before McDavid arrives. Then nothing in the next two seasons. In the last two seasons, swept out of both rounds. And I wonder, I mean, I don't know that people necessarily are whispering this. I also wonder because he's you know, a Canadian golden boy face of the franchise, he gets more of a pass on what was perceived shortcomings in the playoffs as opposed to Ovechkin who... You know, he had the misfortune of coming in with Sidney Crosby, another Canadian golden boy. And here's this, you know, gap tooth goon from Russia who happens to be one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. And people are like, well, see, see, it's, you know, he doesn't appreciate the game. He only plays for himself. All the excuses that you heard. The whispering, at least down in Washington, started pretty quickly that, you know, the teams are great in the regular season, but doesn't translate into the playoffs. And I just wonder if we're starting to see sort of the same thing With Connor McDavid, will he get a pass or, you know, can we start saying to him now, hey, it's six years. You've been in the playoffs three times and only once have you not been swept. (laughs) I'm sorry if your team's not been swept. It's just something I was thinking about. It just occurred to me. He's had little playoff success to match the regular season success.
0: Well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things to kind of look at there. I mean, you know, as far as being a hockey fan, the first round, I mean, no matter what the Oilers, there's always surprises. Already somebody somebody surprises everybody. So the Jets just did an absolute hell of a job. Paul Maurice is just a fantastic coach, and they just shut him and dry-saddle down, and that's it. And and it just shows to show you where the regular season, honestly, it's just p- for positioning uh, just to get into the playoffs, and as far as home ice and everything else, and you got the new division rules this year, obviously because of COVID, but the same thing has happened again in the NHL playoffs. Somebody just goes out and surprises the hell out of it, and there's always somebody, like I said, whether it's you know the Caps going out with Laviolette and everything else, and Chara and that whole story, um, and and you you can't disrespect the job that the Bruins did. They played damn good hockey. They to me, uh, the way they kind of got their act together to get back into the playoffs here. And now they've taken out the caps here. I think the Bruins, they might be the team to go through here. You know, I mean, the Islanders are going to play the Bruins. That's going to be hell of a series, man.
1: The Bruins you know?
0: destroyed
1: the caps in the puck possession game. And that's, that's where it counts. You know, the, the, the caps, as I've heard, too. I heard today, the caps wait too long for the perfect shot, which, and, and part of that is true. Whereas, it you made know the some Bruins had mistakes too. That overtime the, loss. Well, that's, and, yeah, but the Bruins. Yeah, that that game three loss or four loss. The miscommunication Schultz and Samsonov, That was a nightmare. But the the Bruins just rain shot attempts on you at least on the Capitals in that series indiscriminately. You know you can't. The more chances you take, obviously, the more luck you are going to have in front of the net. So it's yeah. I, I'm not saying the Capitals didn't lose this series. I mean, the Bruins clearly won. They were the better team. Game one by it could have been a sweep. By the way, game one could easily have gone the other direction. Um,
0: it's hockey, baby. That's the playoffs, yeah. man. I look mean, look, I'm not. I
1: don't want to. I don't want to say that David's not a great player. That he's not responsible for getting the Oilers back in the playoffs after that long drought. It's just I wonder. You know, it's another one of these. Yeah, I'm sitting around. You know, waiting for a bus. Saying, I wonder if McDavid is going to get
0: the same. You know, tag. You need, that you, did. but you need more than two guys on a team to carry you. You know, I mean, Smith made a ton of mistakes in, in net. I mean, defensively, the Oilers were questionable to begin with. But even guys like a guy like Sidney Crosby, he doesn't win. He didn't. He didn't win all those cups on on him. He didn't put the team on his back. I mean, they made. You can look back now, and you could look at the trades that they made, the the, the pieces that were added to the puzzle. Chicago did the same thing, man. Even with guys like Taze and Kane. Um and um, Duncan Keith. You know they're young guys. Seabrook. They still had other parts where they brought Hossa in and goaltending wise and everything else. So there's all different parts that make a team and get a team to a championship, and it all has to work. In addition, obviously with the coaching and everything else too. McDavid and Drysaddle are two fantastic players. I always joke with um, you know they they played one division this year. Uh, The Flames aren't really a good team. Vancouver's not really a good team. Uh, Vancouver, um, I I said them already. Uh, Montreal was not really tough this year, too. Uh, Winnipeg struggled a hell of a lot. They lost 11 in a row there uh, before the end of the playoffs. That's the other shocking thing, too, with the way, like I said, you get a clean slate in the playoffs and look at the job. Paul Maurice, veteran guy, his team, they went uh, and they knocked him out here. But, you know, if this was a regular season, too, we still don't know if Connor McDavid would have done all the stuff that he did this year in a full season against different teams. I mean, I can't wait till it gets back to a regular season here next year. You know,
1: when we just to add to the caps' woes, when we do go back, if we go back to how things were for the 2019 season, we're back in the same division with Florida, Tampa, Carolina. The road doesn't get any easier for us.
0: So. No, it's, I mean, it's It's like I said, you know. it's, but that's hockey, man. That's the beauty of yeah. it. But, you know, the only way Conor McDavid is ever going to raise that Stanley Cup over his head is he's just going to have to be on a team uh, that has all those different components, which is toughness and everything else. So, like the Leafs went out, they've got tons of talent. And even with Tavares out right now, they still got a ton of guys, Neil Anders Matthews and everything else. But they added Simmons, they added uh, Felino, they added some toughness, they added uh, Joe Thornton here. Little difference. Campbell has played well for them. In the net, I mean, championships. Championships are won in hockey from the net out, and that's huge too. So the Bruins got ras back. I mean, Sorokin for the Islanders right now stood in his head the other night, fifty some odd shots. You know, so this, this, you know, as a hockey fan, you know, this a lot of this isn't surprising. But the only way Conor McDavid, he's going to be one of these great guys. Look, guys like as far as winning their first cup, guys like Mess and Gretzky back then, it took them five five years before they, you know, they had to get past the Islanders. So I think it was, yeah, their fifth year um, you know to win their cup. And I know you're talking about winning series, uh, playoff series and stuff. But um, there's a long way to go, man. And I think that's the beauty of the league right now. It's very young. There's a lot of young stars. Connor McDavid, uh, respectfully, a great player. But, man, there's so many other fantastic players in this league. And they're young, and it's competitive. And the parity is pretty damn good here in the NHL. So there you go, man. Uh, uh, like I said, tonight and tomorrow, it looks like the first round is going to pretty much all wrap up. Um, and we'll go from there.
1: Yep. In our Sunday show, we'll have much more to talk about the playoffs because, yeah, a lot of we'll be in deep into the second round.
0: Yes. So let's scoot from the ice to uh, the hardwood with the NBA playoffs. How are things uh, rolling out there for you, Mr. CUNY? Under balls bouncing on the floor.
1: Um. Well, I think what's exciting is well, not exciting. Uh, let me let me scratch that. I see once again, as I look through the uh, the bracket here, that once again. Uh, the Mavericks and the Clippers. That's the series that I have my eye on because you remember last week I told you the Clippers were tanking to avoid playing the Lakers before the Western Conference Finals and if you're the Dallas Mavericks and the Clippers have essentially said we'd rather play you than play the Lakers, it's nice to see that the Mavericks have laid a 2-0 lead in this best of seven series on the Clippers. And once again they're Gagging away, they're the better team, at least if you go by the regular season record. They're losing again, and Doc Rivers is not around to blame. But you know who is around? Paul George, a guy who, in the playoffs, gets coaches fired. A guy who called himself at one time Playoff P, and he's done, except for one game in the playoffs thus far, uh, bupkis in terms of helping his team. Kawhi Leonard is a superman, but he can't do it by himself. Otherwise, you know, looking at, you know, we've so far played one or two games in every series. Um, We have the the Nuggets and Blazers are tied. The Suns and Lakers are tied. Lakers looked lost in that first game against the Suns. I think they're going to come back and win this in six. Um, The Wizards have no business being on the court with the Sixers. The interesting game is tonight. I believe the Hawks and the Knicks are playing after Trey Young winning game one acted in the garden and trolled Madison square garden fans. Yes, like they did. had just won the NBA championship. You won one game. It's one. Oh, <laughs> you didn't win that series. You won nothing except a lot of people's disrespect. Uh, the bucks two over the heat and the nets two over the Celtics. I mean, it's going to be Milwaukee and Brooklyn in the next round. That's sort of a foregone conclusion. Um, Oh,
0: let me write but, yeah, down. the
1: series the series I'm most interested in because I like the fact it's – the basketball is better when teams like the Knicks do well in the playoffs. Even though they're not even the best team in New York, there's something about the Knicks. And, by the way, they have the NBA's most improved player in Julius Randle. Between his, his coming out party and Tom Thibodeau's coaching, a guy who, yes, wears out his welcome like other New York coaches – but he wins while he's there. Eventually you're going to get tired of him. Eventually you're going to get Tom Thibodeau fatigue. Like people got Mike Keenan fatigue. Like people got Tom Coughlin fatigue. Like Pat Riley fatigue. Eventually you, these guys worry out, but they're going to win. And hopefully win big. Maybe not this year for the Knicks, but the future is very bright for your knickerbockers. I would just like them to beat Atlanta and now go in a four, win four, one so they could shut Trey young up. Cause again, you won one game, pal. Winning game one is a, is a 50-50 proposition. Win game six, game seven. Get to the Eastern now Conference you're Finals. Now
0: you're talking. you talking. Know? I like where you're coming from, Rob. Especially
1: right, as a Knicks you. fan. I like it. I mean, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I just think if certain things are better in the NBA when the Knicks and the Lakers and the Celtics, which obviously they're not going to do well this year, when those teams are doing well. It's just It just is. It's one of the Tiffany franchises.
0: You are correct, sir. You are correct, almighty one. You are correct. I try. My friend. friend.
1: uh, But anyway, great news about Julius Randle. Well-deserved. And let's just... just, Some of these things has jumped out at me about what he did this year. He is the first... First of all, I didn't even know this was... just shocked me to know it. Randle is the first Nick to win the most improved player since the award was announced in 1985, which is shocking. He uh, joined Giannis and Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets as the only players to lead their teams this season in points, rebounds, and assists. And by the way, Jokic will probably be the NBA's MVP. And listen to this company. I'm listening. That Julius Randall joined. Randle joined Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson, Russell Westbrook, and Jokic as the only players to have a 24-point, 10-rebound, 6-assist season. That's a pretty good company. And here's even more rarefied errors. Randall became the second player in NBA history to average 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and shooting 40-plus percent from three-point land. Would you like to know who the other guy is? Yeah, I do. Maybe you've heard of him. Larry
0: Joe Bird. Pretty good player, I
1: Pretty, pretty good company. So congrats to Julius Randall. Well-deserved. He's bounced around from a couple teams. Um, So, there you go. So it's good that he did that. I'm happy for
0: him. Bravo! And that's all I got for it. That's all I got oh. for in the NBA in the Hardwoods, is right. what I like to say. The Hardwoods, yes, baby. Uh, MLB, real quick. Um, you got to love what's going on out west with the Dodgers, the Padres, uh, beating everybody up. Uh, Tampa's been playing well. Yankees had a hell of a week uh, last week. Once we got off the air too uh, last week, as far as their pitching staff. And um, you know, there's just a lot of great storylines. Um, yeah, what do you what do you think is about about MLB this year so far to this point? Uh, Mr. CUNY, I mean, I'm not really, you know, you know me, I would never, I mean, I'm used to seeing Baltimore at the bottom of standings, but I don't know how things are going down there, Uh, maybe you want to talk a little about the Nationals down in D.C. area there too, but um, just a general talk uh, on on what you think uh, Major League Baseball has given us so far this season. Well, we are at
1: the, uh, we're at the 50 game mark roughly, so now you can start talking about trends, and maybe what's happening now could have some long-lasting impact it's nice to see by the way the Dodgers are back that Duke in and out with the Padres now that they've won eight games in a row all this talk about what's wrong with the Dodgers has gone away mm-hmm. um, look the Orioles <laughs> the Orioles other than John means they can't pitch their bullpen stinks and other than you know some production from Trey Mancini uh, and uh, Cedric Mullins, the bats have gone largely silent. But you know what? This is a, a tank year. Not a year. I don't, they're not, I don't, it doesn't look to me like they're trying to lose games. But they're losing games and not being that upset about it. Because they want to do what the Astros did. You know, rebuild themselves. They got Rochman, uh, the number one draft pick from last year, is who's you know doing well in double A's, the catcher of the future. Of course, they said that about uh, Matt Weeters, who I was very excited about. and You know. That didn't really end well for the Orioles. Um, but, look, the future, the, the present is pretty dark, pretty gloomy. But, you know, I have faith in Mike Elias, the general manager, and Brandon Hyde, the manager. Um, you know, we're going to get the Chris Davis contract off the books. You know, we got some guys in the pipeline. and We got John Means, who's one of the best pitchers in the American League this year. Although he's playing on a terrible team, so nobody talks about him. He had a no-hitter and a pretty good one at that. 27, 28 batters out of, you know, one more than the limit, than the minimum, I mean. So, and as for the Nats, I don't give a shine about the Nats. I hope they lose <laughs> every game. Um, the, the National League East, again, they're just eating each other alive. You know, that's why, you know, the Braves are coming around the outside corner. But, you know, the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies, the Marlins, they're all right there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even the Nats. So, we'll see. Uh, Tampa... Every year.
0: Playing You're great.
1: like, how is... Every year They're this a great team, regular season this, team. And they are. You know, I, they don't have uh, Blake Snell to take out, you know, with the game on the line. Uh, like they did last year in the playoffs. So, the Sox won't go away. Your team, all that talk that the Yankees were, you know, dead on arrival. No one's talking about that. You know, you guys are... You got a nice two-headed monster machine there with Cole and Kluber at the top of your rotation. But Kluber, it sounds like he's kind of nicked up, right?
0: He's going to be all right, Can I read man. that? I'm sure yeah, he will. Yeah, they get a couple of guys back in the lineup there, though, as far as the you bats know. are concerned. The A's at first place. I mean, again, I,
1: the A's will be the playoffs, and then, you know... The they'll, Vegas they'll, A's, baby! They'll leave early. So, um, yeah, nothing really surprises me... Um, Thus far with it seems like everything that surprised me 20 games ago. Now, the teams are the, what, what we thought was going to happen is starting to fall into place now that we're in 50 games. The Rays on top, the White Sox on top in their division, you know, the Cardinals and uh, the Padres and Dodgers, do and, and, and the Giants not too far behind. Now, after the Giants in that division, the Rockies are 12 games out, the <laughs> Diamondbacks are 13 games out. I mean, it's a pretty precipitous drop after that. Um, you know, but the divisions are, you know, fairly close, fairly tight at the top. Tight. So we'll see. Like a tiger. 50, 50 games. Now we can start thinking about trends.
0: And uh, drinking. Uh, the All-Star game, right? Sure. Drinking heavily, right? Yeah. Well, because that's what baseball is all about is the All-Star game, right? The All-Star In, game, Colorado. right? In Colorado. In Colorado. In In Colorado. All right. Well, let it commence on. We love the game. So good luck, pal we got to do a little, uh, just a little bit, tiny little bit. It seems like it's a a major feature here on the Sports Hot Shows. Uh, Some national mediocrity news uh, that we want to bring in. It it really has nothing to do with anything that's going on on the field. It's all this off the field stuff.
1: Sort of. um, Sort of on the field. In terms of who's going to be playing where next year. Um... Do you have the the theme music oh, for Deshaun? I Watson. do. Are ready? you ready?
0: We bring this I'm back. We ready. bringing this back. We are. Right. You got it.
1: That's why you come here for your weekly Deshaun Watson update. Woo. I'll just groove on that for a second. So, uh, you know, there's 22 women who have filed complaints for sexual assault against Deshaun Watson. It turns out now, no matter what happens, this won't be resolved. Unless they settle uh, prior to this season, apparently the latest is that the 22 women who are being, who are doing the suing, are going to be deposed, questioned by both sides uh, before the defendant, Deshaun Watson, is. And apparently, the, according to the docket of the case, uh, the earliest, <laughs> the earliest that he'll be deposed. So this goes all the way to trial. The depositions have to come first. He won't be deposed before February of 2022.
0: Oh, okay. So this case is not going to
1: trial in 2021 and won't go until mid to late 2022 at the earliest. So he is still the NFL strangely silent on this. He's not going anywhere. He's going to play somewhere. Here's the rub. Uh, He's going to play somewhere. He is not gone to OTAs. And he's not going to go to minicamp, and he still wants to be traded. If I'm Watson, I would say to the Texans, you know, I might not have a career. So if you want me, I'll come back and play my last, those three years in the contract that I still owe you. So that's the latest, is nothing is going to be resolved unless they settle. And the NFL has said absolutely nothing
0: about this case. I'm I'm curious, Robin, you're uh, flipping through channels and sports centers and news and stuff like that. Does this even come out? Is it on the airwaves?
1: Uh, Not too much. I mean, it's sort of a, here's what's happening, by the way. It's mostly on the, I've seen it on the website, you know, like ESPN.com, NFL.com, although actually not NFL. NFL NFL.com doesn't play it up as much as ESPN does, which is odd because ESPN is a partner, you know, a television partner with the NFL. So it is not TV worthy. Now, if something breaks – settlement, and admission, somebody drops their suit maybe, but most of the stuff, most of the updates you get right here in the Sports Honcho. That's right. So
0: irregardless, he'll always be a creep here on the Honcho. He will. He will. Uh,
1: speaking of creeps, but not in that way. Not in that way. Don't worry. Not making. Don't not casting any aspersions. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still a Packer as of you know today at nine twelve on uh, Wednesday, May twenty sixth. He says he doesn't want to be. First of all, he hasn't said anything about being traded or coming back to the Packers, but he has said he's not upset with the Packers about them drafting a quarterback. He's upset about a philosophy, a different. They have philosoph the dreaded philosophical differences. That's kinda going on here at the Hajjos. Yes. Yes, but our our philosophical differences are all in good fun. These are actual serious philosophical differences. (laughs) He says it's just kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make things go. It's about character, it's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. A lot of this was put in motion last year, and the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played the way I played last year. So this is just kind of, I think, a spillout of all that. He hasn't gone to voluntary uh, OTAs. He hasn't appeared in any team functions. Uh, his entire career, Rogers has gone to OTAs and voluntary functions before minicamp. This year he's not injured, but he's not there. So clearly things are still up in the air. I think he's going to be a Packer. I don't think he's going to be traded. I don't think he's going to sit out. I don't think he's going to retire to host Jeopardy because he doesn't get his way. But as of now, he's not saying anything about his future with the Packers other than being very cryptic. Oh, and he's getting married at some point Oh Shane would Woodley, so good for him. Uh, Julio Jones wants to be traded. Look, everybody wants to be traded. Everybody wants to leave their team, it seems like, so... Uh, stay tuned on that one, but the, the the Falcons, unlike the Packers, the Falcons have actually uh, said, you know what? The Falcons are trying to get younger. They're trying. I mean, the, the the they're getting. They have a few years left with Matt Ryan as quarterback. They're trying to get a little younger. Maybe they can get some draft picks. They want a first round pick for Julio Jones. That's going to be a hard one to get. Jones is 32 years old on the downside of his career. So we'll see. We
0: we'll see what happens.
1: There's a lot of teams that would love Julio Jones.
0: Get the, uh, can still get get the get Atlanta it. Falcons uh, sports app there, the team app, and stay yep. apprised. So we'll see. So, yeah, it's all
1: the stories nowadays are just who's going to play where, who wants to go to minicamp, who wants to participate in off-season workouts. What's it's, the name of the Washington football team? Right, which, which will be the Washington football team for 2021, as they've already announced. Going to get me one of those
0: snow caps, man. You know, with get the little balls on the top, you know, the winter, the you know, just, the winter wool ones, and it's gonna have the logo, and I'm gonna wear it here for opening weekend in the NFL. And they just can't
1: get their act together.
0: Good so. stuff from Washington. I like it. Yep, and, get that uh, statehood it. and keep that team name. I like it all. It's good stuff. That's that's it
1: for the Niffle. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. You know, it's a slow period. <laughs> said with a smile. He said with a smile. Well, I mean, this, I think it's a good time to just pick things and up here just a little bit as we, we start winding down this this wild Wednesday night show here on the honchos before we start <laughs> heading to Sunday breakfast. I don't know yes. what Rob's like in the morning, folks. So we don't know what's going to happen. You, you don't want to know what I'm like. I'm not very good in the morning, but I, we're, we're going to work on it together. Gonna be good. We'll be um we'll show up in our loose fitting robes and a cup of coffee. Yes, yeah, see that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, our slippers, me and you doing yes. slippers. Our robes. fuzzy slippers. It'll be great.
1: It'll be good. Cigarettes dangling out of our mouth, cup of coffee. Yep. Like we're Edward R.
0: Murrow. It'll be fantastic. Rob hung over from the night before, as he always is. I, I
1: don't know where this reputation for me being such a drunk has come <laughs> from, but hey, I'll embrace it. Sure. <laughs> I'll have one of those, you know, uh, bags on my head, (laughs) one of those hot water
0: bottles on my
1: head. (laughs) With my loose-fitting robe. Looking gaunt,
0: tired. At the local precinct, drop them off in the morning. Maybe Maybe I can do the show in
1: handcuffs. Ooh, maybe I can do the 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 show from the drunk tank. Me and Otis.
0: Containment.
1: Yeah. That'd be fantastic.
0: Turns out he he beat up a Nationals fan. Just don't talk too loudly (laughs) because, you know. Uh, too much Alright, we haven't done the miscellaneous section in a while But uh, what do you got here for us Before we start uh, winding things up here And head towards the DOTW
1: um, Real quick
0: The Comfort High School
1: In Comfort, Texas Which sounds That's like a nice real name. metropolitan town I just I saw this Right, exactly I heard this on the radio earlier this week And I just wanted to get your opinion on it This is The, the headline is No equity to the punishment. Half of graduating class suspended after senior prank. First, let me say that half of the graduating class is 40 people. So we're not talking about hundreds of people. Okay. Um, But here's what happened in Comfort, Texas. After taking part in a senior prank, dozens of Comfort High School seniors have been suspended and will not be able to participate in the graduation ceremony.
0: What did they do? Just get to what did they do?
1: All right, you ready? Here's what they did they forked. The, the lawn what? in front of in front of Comfort High School. Oh, that's right. They I, I took plastic something, forks I you going to say and something stuck them in the ground. That. No, stuck them in the ground and broke them off where the stem meets the tines. And some of the students went inside the school as part of the prank. And apparently, there were balloons. There was a deer that went crooked on the wall, but there was there was some Saran wrap. No damage, no destruction, no graffiti, no defacing of property, no police reports. Parents are outraged kids some of the, the valedictorian the salutatorian salutatorian some of you were to say they're part of the group that was caught in this web um, most of the top 10% of the class is not going to graduate Well, they're going to graduate
0: wow that's serious but they're huh? not
1: they're not going to participate in walking at graduation to which i say boo boo on comfort high school yes it's annoying when you have plastic forks stuck in the lawn, in the yard. Maybe, you know, a slap on the wrist. They're seniors. You're not going to let them walk across the stage of graduation. Half of your class, if I'm that school, I'm a little embarrassed that half of my class has been suspended. And it's hard to walk that one back. The school was paying itself into a corner by doing this because if they walk it back, they can never discipline kids who do real damage. Again, because yeah, I'm just saying, well, you, you walked these kids back why not this one?
0: So let me backtrack a little bit. Rob, I'm sorry to cut you off. Just backtrack So they stuck forks in the grass, mm-hmm. and then they went into the school, but they didn't do any major damage. No. And that's it. That's it.
1: Unless something uh, I, I'm missing, that's all they did. Because the thing is, is something that a lot of people do across the country. Right. It's a senior prank. Uh, believe me, I know there's much worse senior pranks out there, much more destructive. This is mildly annoying and maybe a little messy. From It sounds like there was you know, some, some trash, saran wrap, whatever. I don't know what they did with the saran wrap. The article didn't say. But nothing that would suggest that half of your graduating class gets nixed from the ceremony uh, for something so inconsequential. Again, if you want to make the kids come on a Sunday morning— Pick all the I uh, could have slapped
0: hard. them on the rest for this stuff. I mean if it was it was something more serious, more damaging or something, you could say, Yeah, there's you know, that there's uh what's that term? Um oh, come on, you're a teacher. What is the what is that term? Um no tolerance or whatever the heck it is, you know, I mean I think that's but, t- zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. Yeah, apologies. Um,
1: you want some sort of deterrent from that kind of behavior happening yeah, again? This
0: is something they could have grabbed them all in there, and, and they could have done something else. I mean, this is they didn't do anything terrible. They didn't hurt anybody. So they could have they could have threatened them.
1: me just say, yeah, you like know I said, what? they could have slapped them on the wrist. Right. We're we're thinking about not let you walk at graduation. Put the fear of God into them, and then they go on their way. And by the way, the timing of this couldn't be shittier. Because we just went through a year where last year's seniors, the class of twenty, had their all their senior year festivities wiped out by COVID. Yep. No prom. No, you know, spring sports. No graduation. No drinking with Rob Cuny. No, you know, Rob Cuny underage drinking party, which is a staple in all small towns in the Southwest. <laughs> And so this year they're like, okay, we're out of the COVID woods. We're going to have a graduation. We're going to have prom and all of that shagass. And then we're taking it away from half of the kids, including most of the kids in the top ten percent of the graduating class. So it's COVID all over again. Except you did this. The school decided
0: this, not the pandemic. I would imagine that the the, the parents can't sit on this. They've got. To- oh no, the
1: parents are the ones that are most outraged. The parents of the kids, I'm sorry, parents of kids who didn't do this are outraged. It's not just the parents of the kids that were caught in this wide net of people. Yeah, yeah, people. yeah. It's other parents. And again, if you're the school, you've kind of painted yourself into the corner of, oh, we did this. How do we get out of it without losing our credibility? Uh, don't
0: ruin these kids' lives anymore. They didn't hurt anybody. They don't like the no, building on fire. Is, this is an outrage. Jesus, have I mean, they watched freaking uh, Grease, the movie Grease? Man, they did worse things. They mooned national... People on national TV, those kids.
1: So the first teaching job I had, I was working at a school and the senior prank from before I got there, the legendary senior prank, they took a, 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 a small pig, painted it the school colors. They okay. got it, you know, fed it vodka or some sort of alcohol and oh. let it run, let it run free through the school.
2: <laughs>
1: OK, another school that there's a school we used to have named after Commodore Perry that had a big anchor. And they got the vodka of- at your house. Of course. All the drinking stories start in, in with me. One of the schools that's now no longer in existence, Commodore Perry High School. They took the anchor every year and put it in the principal's office those kinds of pranks are fun and everyone gets to walk across the stage at graduation. Even the people that let the pig run through the school got to walk at graduation. You know, that's just,
0: that's, I, fun. Look, that's, that's, that's old good time. Right. The American worst traditional pastime ever. stuff. Like I said, if you don't cause thousands of dollars of damage to any building facility, don't put any local law enforcement or anybody else in danger. Don't hurt anybody. You just got to laugh at it and let it go. But my my, uh,
1: the first school that I worked at after the second one, I should say, this it, is the worst senior, senior prank.
0: drinking problem at the other school. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> Memorial the Friday before Memorial Day weekend, the senior prank was to take fish, knowing the schools wouldn't be air conditioned over the long weekend. They oh, put fish in no. various lockers. That's awesome. Close the lockers, and when we all came back to school Tuesday. It was in one hallway. It was almost uninhabitable. That's amazing. And those kids, you know what happened to those kids? Nothing. Again, there was a slap on the wrist, and they said kids will be kids. And that's a far worse prank than putting plastic forks in the lawn. I mean, get out of here. And yes, I think that except for the smell that we had to endure, that was a pretty clever prank. Because they put them in lockers, but didn't say which lockers. And this is a school of, you know, 2,000 students. They had to go through all the lockers. Oh they couldn't my. tell where it was coming from. They could. They figured out, they narrowed it down to a hallway because the stench was so overpowering. But it was almost like they held the school
0: hostage. No clues, no nothing. <laughs> man, oh, man. So, I'd like to go and give these kids kegs. some comfort down at Comfort High School in Comfort, Texas. Don't worry, I'll have a keg party. I'm uncomfortable about what happened to them. It's not comforting. Uh-huh. This story is uh-huh. not comforting. You know,
1: maybe we can have our own graduation party at the Comfort Inn. Not a sponsor. Of this we course. should bring
0: the show down there. We should. We should do we should. a live remote. And we'll call it I'll bring the plastic Comfortable force. Honcho Show. <laughs> I'll bring comfort. the Forks. No, Yo, you're going to bring the vodka and the pig. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: no, the pig thing, that wasn't me. I just provided the vodka. But I didn't know the pig was going to be let run run through the school.
0: That's wasn't awesome terrible. stuff. Keep doing I it, swear kids. It was, I swear don't hurt anybody. Yeah. Yep. You know, that, you know. It's funny. You know, Texas, right? Texas, where you're allowed to do everything. There's no rules. Now one you can walk think. around. You can actually, you can drive from any other state, right? Walk into Texas, go pick up a gun, put on one of those little hostess, and just walk around the state of Texas. But, oh, but gonna God say help to you. you. God help
1: you if you break off plastic forks.
0: Forks in the grass?
1: Now you're talking.
0: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Fucking dopes. Speaking of dopes. we had a nice segue. That was a fashion segue. Ah. Ah. Dope of the week. Dope of the week. That's awesome, dude. Yes, you know, this week we are introducing a new feature of the Dope of the Week, the throwback Dope of the Week. Sometimes the stupidity in sports stays dormant, but never fear. There have been plenty of moments of dopitude in sports for as long as there have been sports, so when there is no current DOTW, we will throw it back to a sometimes simpler, always dopier time in our sports fans' lives. And with that said, even with the throwback, you know, the Gags Gang and I spend countless hours each week in the basement of the Ghost Sports Media Complex to come up with each week's winner. And you can! For absolutely no reward, save for undying respect and gratitude. Help pilot the show by nominating a Dope of the Week yourselves. Use the hashtag DOTW on Twitter, at Cuthbert Live, at Bitter and Rage, at Sports Honchos, at Go Sports Media Co. And who will be carrying the mythical sports honcho's dope of the week cup or on the ice rink of shame? The throwback dope of the week cup. Who is it this week? Why, none other than Jim Zorn, former head coach of your Washington Redskins the ownership...
0: Jim's on from while like ago!
1: Danny Snyder, the woofskins have been a train wreck of a franchise, not just off the field, but on the field as well. The free agent blunders have been legendary. Dana Stubblefield, Jeff George, Adam Archuleta, Jeremiah Trotter, and the granddaddy of them all, Albert Hainsworth. The coaching hires, on the other hand, have been fairly good. Marty Schottenheimer, Mike Shanahan, Ron Rivera, and Snyder even dragged St. Joe Gibbs out of NASCAR to return the Skins to glory. None of these coaches, Gibbs included, could not could put this franchise back together again. None of the Snyder coaching hires, however, could hold a candle to the disaster that was Jim Zorn, which is saying a lot, when you consider he also hired Steve Spurrier and Jay Gruden to lead this franchise. After Gibbs retired for the second time and ascended back to heaven after the 2007 season, the Redskins engaged in an exhaustive and painful search and oftentimes tedious for his replacement, or as I like to call him, the most doomed man in professional football, when you have to follow a legend like Joe Gibbs. Curiously, the Skins hired Zorn as offensive coordinator in January of 2008, which was unusual because the head coach normally makes that decision about who to hire as his assistants, especially the offensive and defensive coordinators. Then, out of nowhere, two weeks after naming him offensive coordinator, the Skins made him head coach. He was not even a candidate for the head coaching job. No one saw this coming. He had never been a coordinator before, let alone a head coach. Now, as a player, Zorn, who spent the best years of his career as quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, was a meh-plus. AFC Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1976, second-team All-Pro in 1978, and the second player ever inducted into the Seahawks Ring of Honor in 1991. Hall of Fame wide receiver Steve Largent, of course, was the first. As a coach, however, he was a dumpster fire. After starting six and two in his first year, instilling misplaced optimism amongst the Wolfskin faithful, Zorn finished. Are you ready? Six and eighteen over the 2008 and 2009 seasons before being fired after the 2009 season. Yes, Mr. Cuthbert.
0: Mr. Kearney, why? Since you're talking about the past, uh, can you call yes. them the Redskins? Is that okay?
1: Yes. All, I'm going to get. I just like calling the Wolfskins, so I know it bothers Uh, Zorn, with his 1950s buzz cut and high school coach enthusiasm, was so bad as a head coach that midway through the 2009 season, he had his game day play calling responsibilities taken away from him and given to Sherm Lewis, who had been out of football for five years and was enjoying his golden years calling bingo games. None of this should have been a surprise considering Zorn's performance at his introductory press conference. Zorn was asked about bringing his family to D.C., And he in court to this gym, hit it.
0: I'll get involved and they all got their gear already. And so they're going to be all colored up in, uh, in the maroon and black and yellow
1: maroon, black, and yellow. Oh, for three on the colors, the colors. No one expected Zoran to be completely versed in the 75 plus year history of the Redskins the day he was introduced, but the team colors really how much homework had to be done on that one. I mean, it's not like he spent a decade as a player and another decade plus as an NFL assistant. Wait. He did. In fact, this <laughs> bozo played three games against the Skins, losing two, I might add, and most likely coached against them as well. There is no excuse for not knowing something as basic as the team colors. They are Burgundy and gold, by the way, not maroon, black, and yellow. Now I know what you're thinking. I like the black jerseys when they wore them. I know what you're thinking. Come on, man. Aren't maroon and yellow the same as burgundy and gold? Yes, if you are an idiot or a casual fan of sports. It is not, however, acceptable if you are hired to coach the team. Now I ask you, are America's colors rose, ecru, and indigo? Do you think any coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes calls their colors red and silver instead of the official garnet and gray? Did Nick Saban? call Alabama the Red Tide? Do Denver Broncos coaches call their defense the Tangerine Crush? And finally, did Bud Grant ever call his feared defensive line in the 1970s the Violet People Eaters? I think not. If Zorn could not get the colors right, how did anyone expect him to succeed as a head coach? Shouldn't that be part of the interview process going forward? Maybe instead of stealing Johnny Unitas' hairdo, he should have stolen his art teacher's color wheel instead. So Jim Zorn... For finding new ways to make a laughing stock of a franchise that most thought could not be any more of a circus, you are the inaugural Sports Honcho's Throwback Dope of the Week. Congrats, Jim. Your certificate is in the mail.
0: Way to go, Jim. Love them black, maroon, and gold jerseys, baby. They were my favorite. And, and, and what's
1: great in that clip, if you notice, he goes the maroon and black, and then he kind of added, and yellow, because he realized maroon and black may not be right. What a dope. What I mean, this guy—what a terrible coach he was! Six and two, and then it was a train wreck of a six and eighteen season. But when he said that at his press conference, the maroon and black and yellow, we knew we were in trouble. Which we knew the were, Redskins were in you deep, were deep trouble.
0: Completely inebriated. When
1: you watch them, no—that's that's when the drinking started. Actually, <laughs> at that press conference, and it hasn't stopped since then.
0: Oh man, that is some good stuff.
1: Yeah, so there's. Believe me, there's plenty of throwback dopes of the week. We'll never run out of a dope of the week ever. It's,
0: yeah, I'm kind of store,
1: the dope store is always open.
0: Yeah, no, I I love it, and I I I love the D D O T W every week. And you know, I'm just I'm you know, with all the craziness that goes on, not only in the real world like we were talking about earlier, but even in the sports world. I mean, is this something that you just you wanted to do because? You're you, the the real people are just driving you crazy? I mean, the, the current people are just driving you too crazy?
1: You mean having a throwback? Yeah. No, it's just, you know, I, I heard that clip recently, the maroon and black, and you know, I'm like, you know, if I ever run out, whenever someone isn't goofy enough, and there really was, there were a couple options, but they didn't really do it for me. I started thinking, there's so many things that have happened. I like to end things with some yucks. Okay. So I said, let's have this guy, he'll kick off the inaugural Throwback dope of the week. It could have been Zach Plisak. the guy who who hurt his finger like, taking his jersey off. But like, come on, come on. How what was I really going to do with that? So, so you know, Jim Zorn was the winner.
0: So you and whole... Gan sat there, and, and the DOTW meter just didn't go off this week. No, we we took a
1: vote in the writers' room. We're like, nah, no, didn't we really do it? It didn't ring the bell, as they say. Oh. So I had I had the, their homework. Over the last couple weeks, has come up with a list of potential dopes of the week from across the spectrum of sports going as far back as the 1970s and maybe even before then.
0: So, well, I you love just it, have man. To stay tuned. Oh, to buddy, if sure. you go back in time, you go back in time, man, there's lots of dopes of the weeks. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: And forward not to all it. of them play for the Redskins.
0: <laughs> no, no, certainly not. And I'm looking forward to the first inaugural Sunday DOTW here. On the Sunday Honchos, which will be starting on Sunday, June 6th, ladies and gentlemen. So now I would like you, uh, Rob, to for everybody now, for at least the next two hours of recording time that we have left here, is to just um, reminisce on uh, Wednesday nights here. (laughs) I like that music.
1: (laughs) Wednesdays will always have a special place in my heart what can you really say about wednesday it's hump day it's the middle of the week it's you know it was it was a nice way to unwind after a hard day at the office talking sports with my friend paul we had some ups we had some downs we had some laughs we laughed a little we cried a little we manscaped we manscaped there was some inappropriate commentary some inappropriate looks there may have been a fart joke here or there. There might have been some real farts. became friends with the there. Dean Blundell Network. We did. You know, we made some friends. We lost some other friends. and We killed a few Hall of Famers along the way, but one thing remained constant, except when I was vomiting and having diarrhea at the same time. Besides my drinking, one thing remained constant, and that <laughs> is every Wednesday at 7.30 you got to... Put your troubles on the shelf for an hour and a half, two hours, seven hours, whatever it was, and (laughs) listen to some quality entertainment, courtesy of your pals at the Honchos, Paul (laughs) Cuthbert and Rob Cuny. And now, more drinking.
0: (laughs) Time to get loaded up before the sixth, baby. Let's do it.
1: Maybe on Sundays, maybe we'll have a segment devoted to making bacon. Or omelets, or whatever we're going to have. Let's well, breakfast with the honchos. Coffee, cigarettes, a Bloody Mary, hold the tomato juice. <laughs> just, a, just a glass of vodka and a celery stick. And, you know, we'll talk. We'll have a, It'll be much more subdued. Much it's more pleasant. be great. We're going to record gonna be a... from the lanai. <laughs> <laughs> Overlooking the garden. Of forks. Of Forks, courtesy of your pals
0: at Comfort High School. Comfort High, baby. Woo Love it, baby. It's good stuff, man, and we will all be here for it. And I hope you guys will join us too. So with that said, until the fall. Which we'll probably come back to Wednesdays. Yes. We often. are looking forward to Sundays and uh we love all you guys out there for listening, downloading, sharing. We're gonna work on some stuff this uh then this next week here. Like I said, with Enjoy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Don't forget what it's all about. Uh, be safe. Be happy. Um, shake a veteran. Um, Anybody's lost somebody. Anybody who's served. All that stuff. Full respect from uh, me and Rob here from the Honchos and stuff. And have a great time. And uh, you know, don't fill any plastic bags with gas or anything like that. And uh, just try and enjoy yourself. But we all look forward. to Sunday's going to mix things up here a little bit. We're going to put some things together for the show uh, on June sixth, Sunday mornings. We're still going to do it live. I think we're going to try. It depends yeah. on we'll how. try to be a
1: little more serious. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, we'll see how hungover Rob
1: is on Sunday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> so Dad Does- said, Rob, say goodnight to the folks, baby. First of all, let me just say, Ma, just kidding, Ma, about all that drinking stuff. Ma, <laughs> Ma, not an alcoholic, I promise, at least as far as you know. Hey, friends. <laughs> thanks as always for listening for subscribing for following for saying nice things about us say mean things about us just write a comment leave some sort of review show us some love we don't have a show without you guys so we appreciate it. we move from wednesday to sunday we know that's a lot of upheaval and we love you for sticking with us so have a great memorial day weekend as paul said remember why we have memorial day what the difference between memorial day and veterans day is please please don't forget that Enjoy the barbecues, enjoy the sports, the baseball, the hockey, the basketball. It's a great time of year. Most importantly, be nice to each other, be safe out there, and peace.
0: Well said, Mr. Kieran And on that, honchos are out on Wednesdays, at least for the next couple of months. See you on Sundays, folks. June 6th. Take care yourselves.